This is Capital Insider, taking you inside politics, policy, and government in Oklahoma. I'm Dick Pryor with Quorum Call publisher, Sean Ashley. Sean, Governor Kevin Stitt made news on Wednesday when he issued an executive order requiring executive state agencies, colleges, and universities to review their diversity, equity, and inclusion policies and programs. The executive order also prohibits them from using state funds for various DEI purposes. The order is subject to interpretation, but the wording and rhetoric sound like opposition to affirmative action. And as it relates to DEI, like in every rule, there are exceptions. Yes, there are quite a few exceptions in this executive order, particularly as they relate to higher education, and those are very, very broad. One exemption, for example, covers accreditation standards. Oklahoma Higher Education Chancellor Allison Garrett told a Senate interim study in October that the organizations that accredit colleges and universities, as well as individual programs, often have some sort of DEI requirement. This exemption would allow the schools and programs to meet those requirements. Garrett also mentioned that even athletic organizations like the NCAA have diversity and inclusion standards that would have to be met, which also would be exempted under this order. Another exemption covers academic freedom for any individual faculty member to direct the instruction within their own courses. And another exemption addresses student organization activities and guest speakers or performances on short-term engagements. Those also are exempt. Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Education Chair Adam Pugh told the State Regents for Higher Education and Chancellor Allison Garrett not to raise tuition in 2024. This year, about half of the state's colleges and universities raised tuition and half did not. Why did Senator Pugh make this request for next year? Well, it seemed like there were two reasons. First, Pugh said he was disappointed that colleges and universities and the regents had moved forward with tuition increases after the legislature increased their appropriations for the current fiscal year. Pugh said he was pretty frustrated by those that sought a tuition increase. Second, Pugh argued lawmakers should be appropriating the dollars to educate students instead of putting it on their backs through tuition increases. I think we've committed to fight for funding for our institutions, Pugh said. We want you all to be properly resourced and successful, he told them. And we'll find out in about six months how well the legislature does in following through on that. There's going to be a new face in the legislature soon, with another one yet to come early next year due to special elections. Dusty Devers, a Republican, won the Senate District 32 special election Tuesday. He defeated Larry Bush, a Democrat. Devers will fill the Lawton and surrounding area seat previously held by Senator John Michael Montgomery, who resigned in August. In House District 39, a primarily Edmond and North Oklahoma City seat, Eric Harris won the Republican nomination. Now there were six candidates in that race. In special primary elections, there are no runoffs. So even though Harris did not receive a majority of the votes, he goes on to the general election to face Reagan Raff, who won the Democratic primary. Harris and Raff will face Richard Prozinski, a libertarian candidate, in the February 13th special general election. And legislative leadership positions are also starting to take shape. Senate Democrats announced that Senator Julia Kurt of Oklahoma City will take over as the Senate Democratic leader, replacing Senator Kay Floyd, who is term limited in 2024. And Senator Michael Brooks, also of Oklahoma City, will become the Senate Democratic Caucus's next chair, 
succeeding Senator Kevin Matthews, who is also term limited. Sean, the week ahead is going to be interesting. What's on the agenda leading up to Christmas? First, the House and Senate's Natural Resources and Regulatory Services Budget Subcommittees will hear from 14 state agencies over two days about their budget request. This joint meeting of the two subcommittees has become sort of an annual tradition, often right around Christmas time. On Thursday, the State Board of Education meets, and on Friday, the State Board of Equalization will consider the first revenue estimate for fiscal year 2025, the one Governor Stitt will use to write his executive budget. And we'll be watching. Thanks, Sean. You're very welcome. That's Capital Insider. For more information, go to quorumcall.online. You can find audio and transcripts at kgou.org and look for Capital Insider where you get podcasts. Until next time, with Sean Ashley, I'm Dick Pryor. achieves the rare one-two punches of being short and thorough, national and international, fact-based and personable. Every morning, we take the three biggest stories of the day and explain why they matter. And we do it all in less than 15 minutes. So you can start your day a little more in the know than when you went to sleep. Listen now to the Up First podcast from NPR.